1: Welcome to Sports Unfolded, episode 40. I'm your host, Eric, my main man Ron. How you doing? How are you? I'm doing great, man. What a what a fun time to be a Patriot fan. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, every week we go into the
0: show, and there's never there's never a disappointment in material.
1: Absolutely. We'll there's just say always that. something. Always something to cover. So we'll start off with our leadoff story. And that would happen to be the Patriots winning their fifth straight game by shutting out the Atlanta Falcons uh, last night, twenty five to nothing in Atlanta. What were some of your keys to the game? Um phew, that
0: defense, that defense wow. is for real. Um, so Tony Maz, I'm sorry to tell you, you were absolutely wrong about the Patriots defense. <laughs> so, like this defense has just been Pretty much awesome the whole season long. You know, I, I mean, they've had some moments where they've given up I more think than the only they
1: really looked bad was Dallas. They didn't look good against Dallas. Right. Against right. Tampa, they held their own uh, consistently throughout the rest of the season. Obviously, with some of the bad teams, they definitely look really good. But yesterday, four sacks, four interceptions from that defense. Your pitcher shut out. Everybody contributed. So you looked at from the linebacking core with, you know, you saw Hightower making some plays. Van Noy had a great game. So, right, just a couple of different things there. Um, And then obviously the secondary really looked good again. JC Jackson, what I keep telling you, it's getting me nervous. They're gonna have to pay this guy, man, because he's making plays every single
0: week now. Yeah, they are. Like, But everybody is. Kyle Van Noy. He's playing out of his mind at this point. Like, it's
1: uh, he looked incredible. so good yesterday. So good yesterday. The the defensive line, honestly, just they controlled that game. That fourth in inches, the stop. I mean, they just they blew it up. Davis blew it up. He was yep. in the backfield. He could have pretty much got the handoff. I want to talk about Mac Jones as well. And this completion percentage, just the sheer. I mean, he was twenty-two. For 26, 84 <laughs> percent. Two games a rookie, in a row. That's unreal. Right? Two it's an NFL record, two games in a row, over 80%. He's five and zero oh on the road. Like the road doesn't bother him. He'd rather it's they play better on the road, and yeah, for do. a rookie, that's rare. He's making the right plays for the most part. Had one bad read. Yeah, at, you know what though? All quarterbacks do. He came Absolutely. back from it. The, the receiving core is starting to really contribute now. Bourne, they're starting to use him in, in different ways, which has definitely improved his, his importance to the team. And then those tight ends. I mean, J- John O. Smith got a couple catches yesterday. Hunter Henry just seems like his guy. Aguilar got the touchdown. I'm yeah, gonna it's, do this it's everybody. It's everybody. Bill Belichick, through the first six weeks when they were two and four, he knew what he had. And I think he was just building it up to this point. Now they've won five straight. He he didn't change the path. They were going to be a run-first team, play some solid defense, and let this kid learn as he goes. Yeah. So we're seeing the genius at work again.
0: Well, I mean, it, it, look, for how many years have we said, you know, going into a season, oh, they don't look very good this year, blah, 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 blah. And we say – just believe in Belichick. <laughs> Just believe him because he's going to make sure that the team is going to win.
1: And, and I hate throwing and his does. pets. Because I'm very superstitious, but the last time they've been five and zero on the road, well, actually, every time they've been five and zero on the road under Bill Belichick, they've gone to the Super Bowl.
0: I, I could you imagine could I, I you just, imagine
1: with a rookie quarterback if he can do this he, this is the best coaching job he's ever done in New England
0: look i mean you hear you hear all those professionals out there on all the talk shows for for sports and stuff and they they talk about you know the next tom brady and it's not so much being the next tom brady and i i've got to tell you he is He is um, convinced himself, as in Mac Jones, that he can handle that pressure of being the next guy. It's like skipped over Cam Newton totally, and it went right to him.
1: Yeah, and and again, I don't think – oh, go ahead.
0: No, the fact that 31 teams allowed Bill Belichick to get a quarterback (laughs) –
1: Listen, this is all I said we said it last <laughs> week. This draft class is really stunned. Barmore looks great. Oh my God. And Steve Ramondre Stevenson looks like he's gonna be a player for us. Yeah. Obviously, Mac Jones and what he's able to do. Yep, and yep. then these free agents that Judon has been more than I expected. Oh I, so you can't you can't even look down the line and say, look, who did he pick up that look? We we didn't like Jalen Mills much. He's playing better. There's so yeah, many yeah. different pieces that the tight ends, everything he's done, it seemed like this year has worked. Even, even from the standpoint of, of that offensive line, and we were, we were questioning how good they could be because they looked like they were struggling. They're coming together. Trent Brown came back. He's on a mission. Like, to me, they, listen, these next two weeks are crucial. They play Tennessee, and then they play Buffalo. Eric, they play for first place next week. Yes. Well, no, two weeks. Tennessee's next week.
0: Yes. Tennessee's right now one oh, game
1: talk- ahead. Oh, you're talking for the AFC? Yeah,
0: for yeah, the, for the AFC. AFC.
1: Okay. Look at like, that. Is that if, crazy? They
0: beat, if they beat Tennessee, they'll be tied, but they obviously beat Tennessee, so they get yeah. the head-to-head. That's,
1: that's, it. Yeah. that's insane. It's insane. It is insane. What an what what unbelievable season this has been so far. And I'm going to say, regardless of what happens going forward, you know the building blocks are there. For the yep. next few years, to honestly compete for a championship, so great job to Bill Belichick. His general manager skills, I think, honestly, this has been his best year ever with that. And yes. and we've got to play it twenty five nothing five straight. Uh, what a great way to 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 go into a Thursday night game on the road. Most road teams don't do well, so he had them prepared and ready to go.
0: Yes, he did.
1: Yes, he did. So uh, we're going to go on, and we've got a very special guest. Uh, he's joined us before, uh, and that would be uh, the general manager, Paul Rogers, of the ABA Providence Pirates. So, Paul, how you doing?
2: I'm phenomenal. How are you guys?
1: Good, good. Good to see you again. We've got a little logo up there for you.
2: Nice. We always support nice. the Pirates. we got to send you the animated one for the next time. All right. Send sounds good. You know All what right. I
1: mean? That's definitely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So it's been a while since we've talked to you. lot's changed obviously uh mm-hmm. in, you know you guys are uh now in full season. Yep. But I noticed uh so you've had a very busy off season with a lot of um partnerships that the teams embarked on. Can you just uh just kind of discuss a little bit of that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um last year obviously was an exhibition season. COVID happened. We weren't able to get off the ground. We had maybe like 30 fans max in the in the gym. It was all family and friends. No revenue. No no anything. We still had close to 10,000 um, social media interactions a week. Even in that, with no fans, just getting started. And uh, once we started um, doing what we do, and signing the players that we had targeted in the off season. Now we're, we're interacting with over 30,000 uh, people a week on wow. social media. And, and that number keeps growing. I'm saying that was the lead-up to the first game, 30,000. Wow. And now we're just growing. So Excellent. we've been working really hard. Obviously, Sir Jean's had this vision he's been on for a couple of years. And uh, we, we've all bought in, obviously. Um, I was always going to buy in. Like We've been friends for over 20 years. But we've been now in the community talking about the things we can do. And uh, we have some people that are interested. So we've we've um, been involved with a number of organizations. The latest, um, the latest ones being um, Bristol Marina. Uh, they came on partly because one of our players actually works for them. Um, <laughs> wow. So it's you know again like it's, it it's, helps. It's, well, again, they believe in what our vision is. They're a local company. We're local. So the fact that we can have local organizations behind us is is massive. Um, I know we have a, a drywall company also behind us. It's just, it's been, it's been uh great and we still have a lot in the queue. That's the, that's the beauty thing about it is there's a lot of local organizations interested in getting, uh, connected with us. So if they are, please reach out to us on social media through our website, com. We'd love to talk to you, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a blessing. Uh, we've had a lot of small uh, companies be interested because we're trying to, we're trying to stay local. We've signed local players, um, I think the furthest guy lives in Boston, you know, and he's a guy I've known for a lot of, a lot of years. And we targeted him, Mikey Rodriguez, division one point guard. Um, we're so glad we were able to sign him a couple of weeks ago. He's going to bring a lot to our team from a leadership perspective and just, you know, he plays the right way. I think uh, the good thing about our team this year is we have a lot, a lot of high character guys, you know, guys that we were able to to look at for a long period of time and have conversations with it. have Bought into the same vision that we're on. So it's it's been great. It's been a great first few months. Good. So is obviously- that
0: Mi- wait is that ahead. is that Mikey Rodriguez, the player that played for the Boston team?
2: Boston Amateur Basketball Club? Yeah. Yeah. Leo, Leo oh. is a very good friend of mine and um actually the guy <laughs> oh, that coached. Yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh, you do? How do you remember him? Because I- I- he played him. in the game yeah. we called. Oh, he had 50 against us. Yes. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. I <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, he did have 50 against us last year yeah. in exhibition game. Uh, but I, I've known Mike before that, and um, obviously I'm connected to what's going on in Boston in the basketball scene, and actually some guys that I've um, I've known for a long time, starting with like Chris Herron uh, when he played for Leo at BABC on up. Uh, these guys I've known for over 20 years, and so. It was interesting when i was going to talk to mike there was some guys that that he was connected to that i've been connected to longer than probably mike's been alive and uh he's like oh yeah you, you should talk to mike and talk about this type of stuff and um you know it's, it's a great situation mike he's a pro like there's no doubt you yeah. saw it yeah and uh he's gonna have his opportunities to play uh internationally really shortly hopefully we can get it to the end of the season but you know he, i mean the first time out of the gate 16 points 10 rebounds fit in tom Tom Garrick had yep. uh, had 32 and uh Shane DeRosa had 30. Uh we got a lot of good good pieces this year. It's a lot the different this year's team, a lot of complexion to this team. It's a, it's very different. We targeted certain guys and, and and fortunately enough we had most of them buy into what we wanted to do, so it's been great.
1: Yeah, so you're obviously off to a great start. When you were building this team, was there particular players you were kind of looking for and styles or uh, how did the how did you figure that out and mesh that?
2: Well, like like you were talking about Belichick. I'm sure he went at the end of the season, and obviously part of it was like guys that couldn't play because of COVID or decided not to with him. You know, what what are our weaknesses? What do we need to get better at? Part of it was the great thing about going through that mini season with respect to like just putting certain um, operations in place and protocols and procedures. We looked at like what style of play do we want to play? ABA is a scoring league, not a, not a um, defensive league so much. We do play pretty good defense, but it's a scoring league. So what type of style do we want to play? And then once we determine that, what kind of players fit in? And literally the conversations we had in April were Tom Garrick would be awesome if we could get him. Tom Garrick, Jr., we love him. He's a local guy. Obviously, dad played at URI, played pro. Um, Shane DeRosa has played pro over seven years. He's a Pawtucket guy, another local guy. Uh, Kevin Briggs, seven-footer, we tried to get him last year. He was playing with a different team last year um and um and mike was on my list and there was a couple more on my list that i'm still talking to but you know it was it was interesting that the way we wanted to play and the vision we had when we brought those guys in and had those conversations they're like yeah we love that like we want to be a part of that and then obviously you know what happens it's a domino effect Mm -hmm. like belichick you win a couple of championships everybody wants to come play for you right yeah We sign these type of guys that everybody knows around this local basketball scene that are really good players and they're believing in our mission. These guys want to come on board. And so, you know, through Shane, we got Michael Mendes. He plays for the Cape Verdean national team, as Shane does. 6'8", he's like, I want to come play. Like, can I come play for you guys? Like, you're 6'8", and you play for the Cape Verdean national team. Yes, we would love to have you. Yeah. (laughs) It's an easy (laughs) decision, right? Yeah, it was was, a – yes. (laughs) You know? That's
1: great. So you guys are three and zero on the season. You're ranked sixth overall in power ranking. So great job there. Thank what you. has been the uh, the main factors for your team's early success?
2: Honestly, like in any team, like having guys that are high character guys that want to be about the team and having guys that are in the leadership roles, the better players buy into that. That's what it is. And obviously that in coaching coach gaffney's been around a long time i um i went to college with him he knows the game inside and out has been at the college level over 20 years and we know what he's doing and he knows how to do it but really more importantly like when your best players like like actually coach on the floor those are the best teams you know tom Izzo says it all the time player coach teams are much better than coach coach teams yeah. so when you got the best players setting the, the tone every day in practice you know, like Jordan, want to be the first in every sprint, want to win every right. drill. That's how these guys are. So they raise the expectation, the level in practice. And that's been translating over to the games. Great.
1: So your team last uh, last game you played, you won by sixty seven versus Bennington. How do you ensure the team stays focused, doesn't kind of overlook, become complacent? Uh, you know, that's that's a lot of teams that win by sixty seven. So it does it tends to they think it's easy. How do you guys yeah, keep them
2: focused? So it's interesting because I didn't even realize, but after the game, Sir Jean pointed out like last year, we scored 142 in a game. So we actually could have broke our record, but I don't even think any of us knew that baby, but besides Sir Jean. And I think we probably could have scored a lot more points if uh, Coach Gaffney, you know, sportsmanship took kind of his foot off the gas pedal and um, it was good, but honestly, a team, the team we're playing on December 11th from Atlantic city scored over 250 points that same wow. weekend. Oh yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, this is a scoring league <laughs> you guys are yeah. trying to play internationally. So, um, their focus, I mean, I think that the best practices we've had were this week, uh, every practice seems to get better because the more times they're in the gym, the more, um, you know, together they are, the more they sync, the more they feel how each other plays and, and um, I don't think we're going to have a problem with focusing because our mission is to, you know, obviously win every game, one game at a time, you know, the old coaching adage. But that's mm-hmm. true. Like, you can only control this moment. You can't control anything else. But our goal has always been to give ourselves an opportunity to be in the top eight in our region, make it to nationals. And uh, if we do that, let's see what we can do once we get to the regional tournament, hopefully the national tournament. We're trying to win it. I mean, that's that's why you play. That's it, right? Play why you win. play in the game. Right, you
1: try to win the games. <laughs> yeah,
2: you try to win the
1: game. Um, so this upcoming week, uh, this weekend, you play the Elmira Eagles. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about the, your opponent and what's the expectation going into cool.
2: that? Game? We're, uh, we're expecting to, to be a very competitive game. Um, I don't look like the game last weekend. Uh, Elmira is a very established team. Um, their owner their is actually the, the uh, assistant director of our region. We know him really well. He does a really good job with his team. Um, and we expect it to be ultra competitive. I mean, they're usually one of the best teams in our region. So to me, Bennington, great team, great organization, great owner, newer team. You know, so you never know what the expectation is. But for these guys, this is an established team. So this would be a good measuring stick for us. Our first three games have been against newer teams. Worcester, this is their first year. We played them twice. Bennington, this is, I think, their first year. We played them. We we now, like, these games will be measuring sticks. This game we play um, this weekend, and then on the 11th against Atlantic City, the team has scored 250 points. We're playing them at home on the 11th. That'll be another challenge. But we're expecting a really competitive game. They do a really good job. So, again, anything can happen. It's sports, right? Anybody yep. can have a good night, a bad night. So we're just going to – we're going to – be as competitive as we can, and hopefully, we can get out with a win.
1: Awesome. So, if fans are interested in, in joining the game or getting more information about the Pirates, how can they do that?
2: Um, they can follow us on Instagram, PiratesABA. They can come to um, our uh, website, piratesaba.com. They can reach out to, to myself or Sir John. All of our information is on our website and on our Instagram page. Feel free to direct message us if you want more information. You can buy tickets right on our website. Uh, you can buy them in person you know we take cash App, we take cash we do all that um but yeah we're expecting a good game we're expecting um actually we're going to have a special guest you ha- you called me a special guest you know <laughs> we have a special guest on Saturday the mayor of province is going to be at our game oh wow okay it's great us. yeah we've already we've already been in the gov- with the governor um,
1: Excellent
2: and now the, you know, Providence Pirates. We're going to have the mayor of Providence at our game on Saturday, so it should be a great turnout. And it's
1: in a different location this this weekend, correct?
2: Yeah, we normally play at the West Warwick Civic Center, but they had an event already previously scheduled, Um, so we're playing at the John Holt Settlement House right in the heart of Providence. So we're looking forward to it. A lot of our guys grew up in that that, uh, community center, so it'll be great to be right in the city, in the heart of the city with city fans.
1: That's excellent. So once again, if you're joining us, we're with the GM Paul Rogers of the ABA's Providence Pirates. Paul, I'm going to leave you on this last question. It's a tough one. I always like to give you a tricky one. You so I don't a, know, if like a
2: start, sub, or sit type of no, thing. No, not this. not this one? one. I just want to make sure.
1: This is um. Have you seen the movie Semi-Pro? Came out in 2008 with Will Ferrell.
2: Absolutely. The uh, all right, Jackie it's Moon
1: it's and right. the Tropics. But yeah, let's get on tropics. tropics. So he was kind of the owner coach. He did everything. So my question to you is, if you had to suit up and play for the Pirates, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what position would you play, and how do you think you'd fare in the league?
2: It would be difficult now with the amount of injuries I've had throughout my (laughs) career. I could definitely see myself playing the the three, more of like a point forward type of thing. I was a guy that, like, everybody wanted to put me in the post at 6'5", in high school, but I was more of a facilitator than I was post player so that that would be the position but honestly the interesting thing about what you said is that's kind of the norm in a lot of the organizations in the aba a lot of them want to do multiple things they want to be the yeah. the owner and the gm they want to be the the owner and the coach and one of the things that sergeant was very very um you know it was a very big thing with him is he could, he's a, he's a phenomenal coach. If you, if you've ever, you know, looked at his record, he was a phenomenal coach in college. He's won multiple coach of the year awards, myself included. I've done that, but like he wanted a separation. You know what I mean? He wanted me just to run the basketball side. He wanted himself just to work on the business side. And I think that's why we're so successful because we, and, and again, this is a very short sample size, but like, And we got a really good coach. So we're not trying to do too many things. We're trying to focus on our job. And I think that that's the reason why um, we're putting the product out. And that's why, like, we're having fans come out. And that's why we got really good players that want to play for us. Because, first of all, we're totally transparent. Like, this conversation I'll have with anybody, um, you know, and they know, like, where we stand. And I think that that's the reason why we're we're doing what we're doing is because we're very honest and we we know – Not staying in our lane, but we know that we're trying to do our job as best as we can. That gives everybody else in the organization the opportunity to do the best they can, including the players on the floor. But we have a phenomenal group of interns. Like, we have so many things that are different from a lot of what other people are doing. I feel like, you know, we're setting the tone for how we do it as an organization. And, again, we just want to be down with Providence. Like, it's all about this place. We don't want a player from New York. We're not looking for guys out of state. We're just looking to establish our local footprint and work with local talent to give them the opportunity that they don't get anywhere else. You know, Rhode Island's a very under-recruited state for for colleges, and I feel like it's the same thing with the pros. So if we can give a kid from a local area an opportunity to play pro, that's what we're looking to do. And we're trying to build that with community support, including sponsorships. There's definitely
0: plenty of talent around the area. I mean, these kids, you know, When they get through high school and they go to college, you know, a lot of them, you know, aren't going to make the NBA. So, but there's still talented players that are just a little more raw than, you know, the NBA talent level. Yeah, no, I I
2: agree with that. I think that, to be honest with you, I think that a lot of the guys we have never got the opportunity to go to the right college for them to to be successful, right? And so – They can absolutely, maybe they don't make the NBA, but you can make a really good living internationally and see the whole world. Like, I mean, for a guy in his twenties, what's better than that? You know, before he's maybe potentially, you know, family house, really good job. Like this isn't a shot, you know, you wanted a shot. Everybody always says they just want an opportunity, right? Well, this is their opportunity if they want to take it. And it comes with things that you have to work on to be a pro, but guess what? If you really want to be a pro, you're going to work on those things. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, like, like, and all those, you know, all the teams locally, none of them have local players, right? How many players, how many players do Brown have that come from Rhode Island? How many yeah. do PC have? David Duke's now playing with Brooklyn or playing with Long Island, I guess. Right. And yeah. like, how many do URI have? How many does Bryant have? How many did the Paw Sox have? How many did the Bruins have? None. Right. So. This is all local guys. Like you're not supporting us because you want to support like the only professional basketball team in Rhode Island. You're just you're supporting us because this is, this is you. I live in Attleboro. You know what I mean. Yeah. Serge lives in Pawtucket. We're here those, all the time. You know
0: those players on the floor are your neighbor.
2: Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> like our starting lineup last game, I think Seekonk, Rhode Island guy Seekonk, Pawtucket, Pawtucket, Pawtucket Providence. You uh, know, this definitely. is this is local as you get. Well, Seekonk is really Rhode Island. Really, I mean, it's yep. on the border. I can <laughs> probably, on a good day, probably hit a golf ball and, and get it to Pawtucket from where I live. So, you know, it is... We're, we're just all about local. We want to build our brand, you know, on a community level and just... And give back. You know, we're working with the YMCAs. Uh, we're working with uh, Johnston Recreation. And we're working with some other local organizations. We're starting to get some things off the ground with them. Actually... If anybody's going to come to the game, please bring a can of food. We're doing a food drive um, for Thanksgiving and we're going to give it to a, a food pantry. So again, this is oh, all great community support and that's all we're trying to do. And then give no, guys an opportunity to play pro. I,
1: I think even in the short time that we've, we've dealt with the pirates, we've seen the organization and what you do for the community and what, how, how well the organizations run. Absolutely. Um, so we think you're doing a great job. Uh, we wish you luck this weekend. Thank All you. right, let's let's try to uh, another sixty plus win. I'm not. I don't want to give you bulletin bud material. So we, we won't don't have
2: a line you can bet on right now. <laughs> so like we're not going for sixty. We're just going for the W.
1: Covering for the know? Dubs. Yeah, you need the W's. Yeah.
2: But Paul, thank you for joining uh,
1: Sports and Folder. We appreciate it. We w- wish the Pirates the best, and we look forward to seeing you again in the future.
2: I appreciate. It. I just want to say, go Blue Raiders on Thanksgiving Day. Okay, that's a shout out to Ron. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. We're both yeah. summer
2: grads. And then, um, so happy Thanksgiving to everybody. All of you guys personally, hope you guys have thank a you. safe and happy holiday.
1: You do the same. Thank Paul, you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. Right,
2: take care guys.
0: I'll see you soon. All
1: right. That was Paul Rogers, uh, GM from the AB's ABA's Providence Pirates, uh, who's joined us in the past. So, uh, great interview that, that's a great organization. Check out the pirates. If you're in a local area, uh, they really do some good stuff on the court, so it's really, really good organization, well run. Ron, NFL time, my friend. NFL time. And we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, Mr. Antonio Brown because he's <laughs> back in the news. I know that's no, surprising. Come on, but, why uh, would maybe, he be in the news? Yeah, I know. It's all football related, I'm sure. Always. Oh yeah. So oh. Uh, wide receiver Antonio Brown has been accused of falsifying his COVID-19 card. With the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The NFL is currently investigating the claims. Should the Bucs be worried about this latest story? They should be. Because, first of all, we all know
0: where the smoke there's fire. And the story was broken by uh, the local news in that yeah, area? Yeah,
1: the, the newspaper down in Tampa, yes.
0: So, it's, it's coming from a source that
1: you can probably bet that he it there's something on it. His former chef. So this is where it gets a little dicey. Yeah. And, and No pun intended. Uh, but the chef is owed $10,000 that Antonio Brown hasn't paid him. That's when he decided to come out with the story. Supposedly, as Antonio Brown's girlfriend, offered him $500 to find some fake COVID-19 cards that, for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. He was unable to do it. But then a couple weeks later, he said they showed it to him. So, so again, it's it's the validity of, of the chef. Do you believe him? Do you want right. is he just upset is he about cooking the money? up a story? Is he is cooking it. up a story? That's really good. See, we did two of them there. That was pretty good. You know what I mean? You know, it could be a half-baked story if we really wanted to it could few, you know? be, it could be. So we're not gonna do this the entire show. <laughs> uh, but if you look at you look at the fact that look, to your point, right, where there's smoke, there's fire, he's been involved in some stuff. And look, he hasn't played the last three weeks. He's missed a week with uh, COVID-19 when he tested positive. If they decide to suspend him just based on some of his past, you know, uh, situations, the, the Buccaneers right now are struggling. And they need players on the, on the, on the field. And we talked yeah. about the one thing that could really hurt them was injuries. But now you're starting to look at some of these things as well. If this, if this starts to become a story and now he's suspended, that can hurt him as well because they're going to need him on the, on the field Um, especially Tom Brady, who it's one of his favorite targets.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you're looking at, um, say, Antonio Brown, if he did, in fact, purchase a fake, you know, COVID vaccination card. Then you got to wonder if there are there any others, not just even on the team, across the league.
1: And again, it's a so, federal offense, so it is. Uh, again, they, they, they could go after him. It for, is. You know, the federal government could go after him and say, "Look, we're gonna, you know, persecute uh, prosecute him, yeah, uh, based on that." So who knows? Um, it just it just the player that got involved. It, it's it's kind of funny, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we'll see how that story turns out. Kind of not surprising. No, not at all. But let's talk about some actual games that are going to be played this week. Game uh, week eleven. Are there any games of interest that the fans should be watching for and that you're going to watch for.
0: I got five of them on my list.
1: All right. I got four. Um, one is
0: basically because it's the bills and it uh-huh. has direct influence with the Patriots. Yep. And the fact that the Colts are five and five,
1: I'm not playing you know, bad. Yeah.
0: They're, they're, they're in this. So, so if the Colts can pull out a win, Hey, that's great. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I I do in fact expect Buffalo to win the game and win it pretty easily.
1: Yeah, I I listen, because they're at home, I think that's a factor. Yeah. But the Colts haven't played bad football, so this is a game they could possibly win. Um yeah, unless it snows. Yeah, I found it I found it a game of interest. I also had Bengals at the Raiders.
0: Oh see, yeah. that's that's
1: the one that should be last. <laughs> see, but I, th- to me, this these two teams could go in one direction or the other right now. And the Bengals I think need it more than the Raiders because I don't think anybody expected the Bengals to be in it. But if they lose this, I think they're out of it. They're done. Yeah. I, I don't even consider them. I think whoever
0: loses this game is out of it. And I
1: expect the Raiders to lose though. I think with all the situation, everything that they got going on with that team and yeah. the suspensions and, and the people getting caught Oh, cut absolutely. And, uh, they they're 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 in a, a much dire situation where you expect them to lose because of what's going on. Yeah. The Bengals need to win this game. What, what, yeah. What's the other and game? And I
0: expect them to. What's your other game? Um, I have um, Washington and Panthers because Cam Newton, Newton going to start.
1: He gets the start.
0: And you know, you know how
1: well I, we know how much you love Cam. Yeah, why and why I was it? I, I said the patch not not cut him so how good am I looking on that cowboys at chiefs that should be a fun one yeah you keep doing all the the important games first i that's I only had five, four games I didn't see a lot of good games this week what do you what else you got Cowboys chiefs though what do you think oh, that's a huge game it's a but huge game
0: uh I think Kansas City's gonna
1: win I think Kansas City needs it. Well, they're in first place. So, I mean... Listen, though, they need to turn the corner. They've, they've well, not looked like the, the mean, Kansas City Chiefs. That w-
0: They need it more than the Cowboys. The yeah. Cowboys are in a crappy division, so they don't need any of it. Yeah. It, it doesn't even matter for them, yeah. really. They could lose the next two, and it's not going to matter. Yeah,
1: they, what are they, three games up right now? Uh, yeah,
0: at least. But Jack the is Chiefs... Back. Yes, Kenny. Look- the chiefs obviously needed more because of the division, but I think that's it. They're in first place for the remainder of the year for that division.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And,
0: And it's not really a surprise to me. The surprise was they started out so poorly and they're trying to piece things together. They look like, I don't buy what everybody's saying that they needed to find an identity they just needed to correct all the problems that they would – all the things that were successful last year aren't successful because the play, the, the other teams are planning
1: for it. Yeah, you So have, if
0: you're throwing deep all the time, those teams are
1: going to be prepared for it. The uh, thing is with the Cowboys now, they can they can beat you in so many different ways, and the defense is actually a lot better. Diggs yeah. is leading the league in interceptions. They, I mean, they, they've got some players, Parson that they drafted – so you could see the Cowboys really starting to become one of those teams that look if if they stay healthy, Dak's the key. You see the difference with Dak at quarterback. They are much yeah. they're a much better team with Dak. What's your, what's one of the of other course. games? Of
0: course. And the other game I had was the Steelers and Chargers because That's what I had. Yeah. Like all right, Steelers are five, three, and one. They're their tie against Detroit without Ben. And the Chargers are five and four. Look, if the Chargers lose that's it. Good night. Because they ain't going to catch the Chiefs if they lose this game and the Chiefs win.
1: I think the only problem, though, is is Ben Roethlisberger going to play. That's it? still a question. It's oh, still right. up in the air. And right. I, I, I think the Chargers, uh, to your point, need to win this game. Um, yeah, and they've
0: if, got a rash of injuries, I believe, on yeah. the defense side of the ball, yeah, so if I'm not it, mistaken. It, it's, right up the gut.
1: That, that, it's an interesting game because there's so many different dynamics to it. What else? Do you got any other games? No, that's it. That's it. So those are, those are some of the games that we think you should watch. Um, if you enjoy what you're watching, check us out every Friday night. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, so many different ways. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. Follow us on social media, uh, at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. Listen to us on our podcast if you can't watch, Amazon, Anchor, Google, Spotify, so many different ways to watch subscribe uh check us out man we're doing a lot of different things we got a lot going on let's move on to our triple play triple play so we're gonna decide i have to throw some hockey in here for you because we've been a little lacking in the nhl action lately and we're going to decide these top three nhl goaltenders right now in the season to start bench and cut and that's jack campbell of toronto Jacob Markstrom of Calgary and Fredrick Anderson of Carolina. And I think I'm first this week. So I will go first. And I kind of looked at it in two different ways. I looked at what they've done so far this season, but and I've also looked at what they did, what they are at for their career. So I started Jack Campbell. He's 10, three and one currently low Z thanks for joining. Yeah. Uh 10 3 and 1, 3 shutouts, a 1.63 goals against 94% save percentage. But he career wise, 2.34. So out of the three of these guys, best career goals against is Jack Campbell. At number two, I went with Jacob Markstrom. Even though his record's not as good, six, three, and four, he's got five shutouts. And you think about the team he's on, they're they're good, but they're not top quality. So I was impressed. 1.68 goals against, 94 again save percentage, 2.74 though in his career. Oh, sorry to hear that. Hope everything's okay. Uh, and then I went. I cut Frederick Anderson. He's 10-2, 10 and 2 with one shutout. 1.70 goals against, 94 again save percentage, but 2.6 career. And again, just not a lot of shutouts. I like the shutouts from uh, Jacob. That's why I put him at at number two, as my bench guy.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, I would start Markstrom. Okay. I, you know, I just like from the eyeball test, and yeah, he doesn't have as good as a team as the other two. The eyeball test, to me, tells me he's a better goaltender. He's more, he's more capable of coming up with, Big games, as you said, with all those shutouts, um, and that's going to transpire into potential playoffs and and championships, possibly. I can see him winning one. Um, I went with Jack Campbell on my bench. Um, he's he's a he's a pretty solid goaltender. Um, I mean, he's not. He has games where he does let down. And, and gives up some bad goals. But he's certainly the better option over Anderson. And if you know anything about Anderson. Frederick. And that. look, he has choked so many times oh, in the playoffs. Uh, he's, he's horrible in the playoffs. And the only reason why his numbers are so good is because Carolina is that good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So LaFlox, I hope everything goes okay with your with your yes. baby there. That's you know, I'm glad it's just a virus and not something more serious. Absolutely. Uh, let's let's uh, move on to Major League Baseball, my friend. And the Major League Baseballs gave out their uh, awards this week. Most loadable, no, most notably, Cy Young Manager of the Year and MVP. <clears throat> so the MVP in the AL was Sh- Shohei Otani, A unanimous decision. I can't really argue that one. Can you?
0: The thing that I hate is when, you get in, when you're when you getting players for MVP and they're not on playoff teams, I don't like that. Unless the numbers are just so much better than everybody else.
1: Well, I mean, again, and, 46 home runs, uh, what, what? over 100 RBIs. Plus, you talk about the pitching stats. Well, that's just
0: it. That's what puts him over. Because if you look at just the hitting numbers, then I'd probably go with Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah. But the fact of the pitching numbers to go along with it right, just
1: – Put it over the top.
0: Yeah. When we talked about this earlier,
1: yeah, that it was, it was pretty much you know going to be you know Otani unless something drastically changed. Uh, National League, Bryce Hopper.
0: I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. I, I, God, I'm looking at the numbers. They're saying, oh, is OPS is like this. Is that? It? You know what? What did Philadelphia do? So Nothing. the funny thing, th- th-
1: none of these guys actually made the playoffs.
0: No, but what I'm saying is <laughs> Bryce Hopper's numbers aren't way over the top. They're not way over the top. Now, what? Should have happened is Paul Goldschmidt should have won the MVP, bringing St. Louis to to the the playoffs. playoffs with 31 home runs, 99 RBIs, and batting 294 and won a gold glove. That is what an MVP looks like when you carry your team into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, Bryce
0: didn't deserve it.
1: I was a little surprised with all these picks. So, Cy Young, American League, Robbie Ray, of the yeah. Blue Jays, again, another didn't make the playoffs. Um, yeah. Had a good year, solid, uh, but there was some questions. I think, uh, honestly, um, if you if you started to see the the decline in with the Yankees, Cole, uh, I think that they were the two that were probably gonna.
0: Yeah, see, like the Yankees made the playoffs. I would have rather seen. Sorry, Boston. I know. I know. I would have rather seen them go with coal because that makes more sense. You know, again, those numbers aren't so far apart that that's not what should have happened. You know, and it should have gone to to coal.
1: That's coming league. from
0: a Red Sox fan. Yeah.
1: What about the National League? carbon burns of the Brewers?
0: I don't have a problem with that one. I I think.
1: You know, it was a close race. Scherzer could have probably got in there, though. Yeah. I, I think, what,
0: I think yeah. What, what hurt Scherzer is maybe being in Washington.
1: The Nationals, Yep.
0: You know, that might have hurt, you know, his chances. And especially considering how many he's won. You know, uh, I, think, I think Corbin Burns is, is the right choice there. Like and you I look, think, look, you're in Milwaukee. I mean, come yeah, on.
1: Yeah, no, and I think they got the managers right. So Kevin Cash in the American League f- for the Rays, and yep. Gabe Kapler in the National League for the Giants. So listen, both of those yeah, teams are not expected to do what they did. So hundred percent I know the Rays possibly, but still you keep you, you expect them not to do what they what they're doing and, and they continue to do it. So uh I thought they got the managers right out of out of all of this. Otani, I think, was a lock, but then the two managers, I thought they've got it. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. All right, let's talk about a player that's actually g- coming to join Mr. Otani, and that would be Noah Syndergaard, who signed a one-year $21 million deal with the Anaheim Angels. Does this make the Angels a contender in the AL West? Um.
0: Yes. I want to say yes because I thought they were going to contend this year.
1: Well, they get Trout back. Hopefully healthy. <laughs> Yeah, you got Otani, who's your ace, and now you got Syndergaard as your number two. The key is, can he bounce back from the injury? He only pitched right, in two games, right, uh, right? When he returned from the Tommy John surgery.
0: What this tells me, Eric, is that the team is going to make an effort to give Mike Trout a team this year. This They're is an effort. The They're wasting it, right? And when is Trout a free agent?
1: Soon, I thought I don't I, even know. It's
0: I thought it was this year, but maybe it's next year.
1: Yeah, it might be next. I don't think it's this year.
0: But you know, you have to win now, and you have to give them a pitching staff. You know, I, I think with Otani and Trout, you know, as your your main focus in the lineup is great, and you need a you need to make sure you can get on base before them. So that way you can, you can get some runs in. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? It's pointless if you're going to hit a solo home run every time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hello, granddad. Thank you. Thank you for joining again. Um, and I looked at his record: forty-seven and thirty-one overall, three point three two ERA, uh, seven hundred seventy-seven strikeouts though. So again, there's some talent there. If they get enough of what they need, I mean, listen, this helps. And yeah. to your point, I think they they they're wasting Trout. Uh, tr- this gives him an opportunity. To look to, to start to build around him, and hopefully get him a team that can at least get to the playoffs. We've been Mike Trout Trout. said something. Yeah, we need to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. Like yeah, it has do. to happen. We do. All right, let's talk about an NHL story that um, I think you f- probably find interesting. So, the ownership team oh, yeah. of the Boston Red Sox, the Fenway Sports Group, they're in talks to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins. Do you think this deal? is a big deal or do you think it could ruin the chemistry in the Boston sports area? So if you think about how these teams feed off each other with the Patriots, the Red Sox, mm-hmm. the Celtics, the Bruins, and now you've got the Red Sox owner actually owning a team outside of obviously this area. Yeah. Could it affect that relationship?
0: Oh, uh, I, I mean, it it could. Um, I don't I don't think it will
1: I think, how I think do you support Boston this? How fans
0: that? already hate the owners.
1: But, so. but you know what I mean? But like so how would how would you so Henry right owns the Red Sox. How do how do the Bruins fans feel about him owning the Penguins?
0: Well I don't think they're gonna like it.
1: Right? So I I it's just a weird dynamic. I don't but, I don't like it. But when you want to own that, an
0: NHL team I would just assume them just go out west somewhere and buy one of those
1: teams. But think about when when the the Patriots won this the, that first Super Bowl in two thousand and one, and what it ended up doing, right? It caused the Red Sox, right? So two thousand and four, the Red Sox right. started to win, right? The Celtics won in 07. the Bruins won in eleven. Like it created this whole thing. If we're going to compete with New England, we stick together, and we're, we're all going to be great together. Right. I just think this dynamic. It, it, I'd like to see how this plays out, and it's not a guarantee yet. They haven't officially signed anything to say that they they're going to purchase it, but it's. They said it's very, you know, deep into the into the the process. So there's there's probably a good chance it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, there's there's a very good chance it's going to happen. They want to own an NHL team.
1: Yeah, and he said that.
0: And you're not going to get it off of Jeremy Jacobs. You're not getting it from him, so you're not going to be able to purchase the Boston Bruins. Yes, yeah, no, but no, no way. So, you know, so they want to go somewhere else, and Pittsburgh is available. Like, I mean, I, I think yeah, it's going yeah. to happen, it's happen, but but I I don't like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll I don't once like it, it once they sign, it might be our face off. So, speaking of face-off, this week, and this drove me nuts. So, the the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Detroit Lions tied last week. Should the NFL change their overtime rule and not have any ties in a game? One of us has to be for them keeping the rule the same. One of us would like the rule changed.
0: Grandad, who should uh, be for the rule change?
1: I believe he's talking about the soccer club because they do own the club up out in. uh, Yeah, they own Liverpool. Liverpool, right? The football club. I was
0: looking at that league, Eric. Chelsea's in first place. Yeah, yeah. They've given up four goals. Wow. (laughs) Four goals. I'm not sure. And they played like. uh,
1: (laughs) Pick something, Ron. Go ahead. I'll let you pick.
0: All right. So let me see. What do you want? I, can I am
1: against it. it i do not i want them to change the rule all right I, so i'll be
0: i'll be keeping the rule all right
1: i even got the way they should change so this is what's going to happen going forward if i was the nfl commissioner, <laughs> there would never be a tie again i would finally make these kickers start to earn their money and both kickers would start at the 20 and go five yards back each time till one misses it and then that's the winner by three And there is no ties in the NFL because it's absolutely ridiculous when you're trying to figure out playoff positions and the playoff picture now, and who's still because of the tie, it shouldn't happen. This isn't soccer. This is American football. One team should win. One team should lose. This is like a participation award. Thanks for playing guys. you both kind of don't win or lose. It drives me nuts. I hate ties in the NFL. Get rid of it. These kickers make millions of dollars. Have them kick the, the winning thing. It's like a shootout in hockey.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So you're comparing this to a shootout in hockey. in hockey. Yeah. And so you start at the 20. You kick the field goal. Five the, yards other, yep, the other open. guy has to kick the same one. If he misses, then you know. this is after playing a full quarter.
1: Full quarter. You go to overtime. Game's still tied. Kickers get on the field, start kicking field goals. So
0: say you're Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford or Ben Roethlisberger. You want your game to be in the hands of that field goal kicker in a shootout.
1: Listen, they're part of the team, and we've got to stop protecting them. And listen to me, would you think Jared Goff right now and the Detroit Lions wouldn't take that win if that was the opportunity? If the Pittsburgh kicker missed their kick and they made that kick, they take that win. They didn't get a win. They didn't get a win. You're still you're still 0-8, 0-8-1. How does that make you feel any better? Well, at least have, we didn't lose.
0: I have to say, that is actually what should be happening. Right? It, I it, it absolutely is. I, I can't even argue that point because it's such a great idea. Right. Just, <laughs> and I have, I can't believe they haven't thought of that right? yet. Right.
1: like get these kickers involved. Stop babying it. They get paid to do a job as well. And then it's like, oh, we don't want the kickers to, to decide a game. But they decide games sometimes anyway. And then
0: if it goes on and it goes all the way to like 60 yards and they both miss – then you can start all over, but you have one player out there with a net, trying to
1: <laughs> trying to catch it, block it. JJ, watch. Shake my head. Lions. Kenny, the Lions stink. Jared Goss horrible. At some point, you're going to admit this. So they must get it right in the four quarters, right? Not leave it to the kickers, right? Not and yeah. In overtime, I get. I don't know something. Something's got to change. Yeah. Pick and man. And this one by far was one of oh, our hardest yeah, ones man. ever. Oh, this
0: is so difficult. It's still difficult because I don't think I got it right.
1: (laughs) This is our 40th episode. So for our 40th episode, we decided to rank these great retired athletes. So that's the keyword, retired athletes who played into their 40s. And and we picked six of them. Brett Favre, Jerry Rice, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Barry Bonds, Pete Rose, and George Foreman. All well into their 40s when they played. So I'm first this week. So at number six, I went Brett Favre. 186, 112, 71,000 passing yards, 508, right? 11 uh, time Pro Bowler, three time All Pro, only one championship, only played till he was 41. So kind of eh, just got in. Not really. At number five, I went Barry Bonds. And I went Barry Bonds. yes, the home run, 762 home runs, right? Leads the majors, if you want to count it or not count it. Seven-time MVP, 14-time All-Star, eight gold gloves, never won a championship. Played till he was 42. So, again, eh, kind of just got over. 42, done. At number four, I went Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This is where it really starts to get hard for me. I went Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, though, 24 points a game, 11 rebounds, 19 All Stars, six championships, six MVPs. But again, only played till he was 41. That's why I put him at four. Three. Jerry Rice. 1,549 receptions, 22,895 yards receiving, 197 touchdowns, 13 time Pro Bowler, 10 time All Pro, three time Super Bowl champ. Played till he was 42. Which leaves two guys. At number two, I went George Foreman, grilling it up at the age of 48 is when he retired from boxing. Yeah, he
0: sold more grills than anybody else on the planet.
1: Isn't that amazing? So he even knocked that out. 76-5 and all-time, 68 KOs, 84% knockout rate, held 12 titles in his career. 48 years old before he retired. Almost 50 at number one, though, at least Pete Rose, 4,256 hits. Granted, didn't hit a lot of home runs, wasn't a home run hitter, but batted 303, one-time MVP, 17-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove, three-time World Champion, 45 years old, Pete Rose. You know what? They don't want to put him in the Hall of Fame. I'm giving him the number one in the pick and roll because he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame as well. Pete Rose, my number one. Past the age of 40, that still play. Great list. My list, phenomenal. Okay, so
0: my list, I didn't do it their whole career. I <laughs> did it
1: from 40, 40 plus. On. And I said you could have done that. I, I was thinking it. I, I could have went that way too. But what do you got? Go ahead. So my list is going to be totally to be different. different. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Number
0: six, I went with George Foreman because <laughs> – over 40, he was 3 and 1. And those three wins were against nobody.
1: <laughs> Michael Moore, when he won the championship, he was no, the oldest heavyweight champion ever, 45. Oh no, no, What? No, he was 45 no. when he won this, that championship. The three oldest and one.
0: Go three ahead. 3 1. That, that was a fraudulent one. Okay, go ahead. 3 and 1. Go ahead. Number 5, Brett Favre. He played what, till 41, or correct? Yeah.
1: yeah, so he only played 1 year over. Four.
0: So, 1 year he Minnesota. was awesome mm-hmm. in the first year in Minnesota, then he sucked <laughs> the following year. Sucked. <laughs> so, so it kind of offset and stuck him right there at number 5. Number 4, I have Kareem.
1: Yeah, hey, we had that one. Well, Again, his, his
0: numbers were – eh, he averaged like nine-something point points and like ten boards, which is, is pretty good for 40, for, for 40, you know, but it wasn't him. So I went with Kareem at number four. Number three, I went with Barry Bonds because he hit 28 and 26 home runs, you know, in two years there. But by default, he goes to last – Because I still think he's a steroid user. So he doesn't stay in the number three spot. Okay. Number two, I went with Pete Rose.
1: Who's also a cheater. So he went to five? Gambled. Yes.
0: No, I didn't move him down because... You
1: can't do... Oh, go ahead. Shush.
0: This is my list. Okay. The reason why I didn't move him down because of the fact he was a gambler, and I don't know if that really affected his numbers per se point because he point. still hustled, you know. He still went out there and did his job, and for three of those five years, he was Pete Rose, and then yep. he kind of got a bench role in the, the last remaining years. So he still put up some good numbers in, in – the 40s. And he played till 45 or something like that?
1: Yeah, he played 45.
0: Right. So, number one, I went with Jerry Rice because he was still Jerry Rice, you know, in the two years of his 40s. Um, he, he got 185 receptions, 2,500 yards, and 12 TDs in those two years. Nice. That is impressive. That's better than numbers and a lot of receivers today. You know, playing in their prime. So, that's so that's the way I went through the list. No, I see. It. I could
1: see it that way. It you know, sense.
0: and now uh, it would be really different if I took that whole career in.
1: Yeah, that's why I said it was hard for me because I did the yeah. whole career. Um. Once again, if you're enjoying what you're seeing, check us out every Friday night at 6 p.m. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. So many different ways to watch. Follow us at social media, at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at BroadcastingRI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram and podcasts on Amazon, Anchor, Google, and Spotify. My man, it's prediction time. We tied last week. 1-1. So yeah. we one last week. So a lot of different wait, wait, what'd you get right?
0: Oh not yet. I, I know what you got right. I don't remember now. Football, I
1: think. No, I got football. the hockey one. Oh, was you it the hockey one? You got the football. I picked the Cleveland Browns. You picked the Pats. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, that's right. And then
1: uh I was uh the Florida and uh I think Tampa and I won. Yeah Tampa won. Yeah. All right, so big game tonight. Not at all, but the the rivalry is back. Uh, L.A. Lakers versus the Boston Celtics tonight Lakers. in Boston. Going Lakers.
0: <laughs> it's not even – look, the Cel- Look, I'm, I've watched a few Celtics games this, this past week. This Rich- oh, my Rich- God, they are
1: horrible. They're, they're so bad. They
0: are horrible. And
1: I, I put a post up on Facebook, and the Celtic fans, I really don't know what you're looking at because I was like, if you could trade Tatum or Brown if for a right deal, would you do it? And people are like going absolutely crazy like I'm nuts. That's team's so, not good.
0: Look, Tatum can't hit a clutch shot to save his life. Hit
1: him, too, in the worst not even a
0: semi-clutch his... shot, you know. And then, Brown I,
1: can't stay healthy.
0: No, Brown can't stay healthy. And I don't know how Trudeau. many times, like, look, I was a, uh, I was for the trade for Al Horford.
1: Big Al's playing well, but,
0: <laughs> and I don't doubt that. But there's some decisions that I saw, like he had the had the ball. In the lane, and instead of taking that shot, he dished it to Marcus Smart, who had two guys on him. Marcus Smart fumbles the ball, and then he throws up a horrible shot. And it's like, but these are all the decisions that this team is making okay. throughout the whole entire game, and, and it's absolutely brutal to watch. They it's stink. brutal to
1: watch. Think Garbage on the court. They are. They're terrible. Garbage. The coach does nothing. On the 21st, Denver at Phoenix. Phoenix has won like 10 straight right now. Uh, I'm going with Phoenix Suns. I'm going Phoenix. So so far, we're agreeing on these. On November 20th, Minnesota Wild at the Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers. I'm going wild because my hockey guy told me the Wilders are starting to make their move. They're going to be in the top five. Rangers. They
0: had a good game the other night, too. On the
1: 24th, Rangers at Islanders going ranges i'm telling you The island is just haven't looked good
0: no they haven't looked good um but i'm gonna go the aisles all right
1: dallas at kansas city this sunday
0: Uh, well i already said i was going with the chiefs earlier so i can't change my mind now
1: i'm going dallas all right so we'll get a couple somebody's got to win pittsburgh at los angeles Chargers.
0: I'm going to get oh, – see, I, I don't know if Ben is playing.
1: We don't know. It's probably going to be game time when you find out. Can I have a little clause on this one? No clause. No, no clause? No Santa, Santa Claus? I'm going Steelers. I'm going Chargers because I think even if Big Ben play, he hasn't practiced on nothing all week. They're in trouble.
0: I think he's got this. That, that might be a good thing for him.
1: Big college football game. <laughs> Number seven, Michigan State at number four, Ohio State. I'm going to go home team. Going Ohio State. I'll go Ohio State as well. We have NHL later. Winnipeg versus Vancouver. Granddad.
0: Winnipeg versus Vancouver. Oh, absolutely, Winnipeg. Vancouver's terrible.
1: Yeah, Winnipeg's looked pretty good so far early in the season. Winnipeg's a good team. So uh, as we normally do, we end our show with our final thoughts and our final thoughts doesn't necessarily have to be about anything sports related. It could be about anything going on in the world today. Uh, I am first today, so I will give you my final thought. And it's on um, the women's tennis player, Peng Shao, uh, who has been missing since she posted allegations of a sexual abuse by a former top official in the Chinese government. Peng has been uh, since deleted the post, but has not been seen or heard from since Uh, we all just hope for her safe, uh, you know, well-being and hopefully as a country, we are getting behind the Chinese government to actually make sure that she's okay. They're refusing to do that currently. Uh, look at some point, the allegations, I understand their government and how they function differently than we do in the United States, but she's still a person and obviously, um, there should be some concern, uh, from that government. So we'll have to see what happens Uh, it's a really difficult story to honestly unfold because I think it's been nine days since anybody's actually heard from her since that post. So it's, it doesn't look good. Um, but, uh, unfortunately, you know, she decided to be brave enough to come out and challenge someone in that government. And unfortunately, because of the way the government is run, um, that is unacceptable. Hopefully she gets better. Ron, your final thought um the worst team to who win was the worst team, team, team to win any super bowl i would say honestly the giants <laughs> yes they, they should not have beaten yeah. that when the of yes team. and it's not oh because the homer. they were did not deserve it
0: no they shouldn't even have been there
1: did not deserve it
0: damn it that hurts
1: To this day, I don't even talk about it.
0: All right. My final thought goes out to the Crosby toss. I'm still trying to figure out how the NHL didn't suspend him or anything. Like like it never happened. Like when is it okay when you just grab a guy, you know, by – we'll just say his collar of the jersey – will be nice about it, and just fling him into the boards. Isn't that intent to injure? Like, that? that's not a hockey play. That's not a hockey play. And that clearly defines something other than a hockey play. That is intent to injure. He intended on hurting that player. There is no question in my mind. But because he's Sidney Crosby, he gets away with it. Now, do you think maybe, you know, Brad Marshan would get away with that? No. Hell no. He would have been tossed out of the game and suspended for 10 games easily. And that goes for several players around the league because, you know, they have that reputation. Well, Sidney Crosby is not exactly the cleanest player that's out there. And I think it's disgusting that the NHL didn't do something about it. Anything. Give them a game. Something.
1: Yeah. It, <coughs> a little alarming because, again, like you said, it wasn't even a – you could tell clearly it wasn't a football move. And somehow, you know what I mean? It just didn't seem like the NHL even cares. They it no. never happen.
0: No. It'd be, it, it's, it's Sid the Kid. You know, they they uh, for some reason they put him on a pedestal and he's clearly not, you know, anything special. Like he's a he's a good hockey player, but he's not he's not Wayne Gretzky, he's not Mario Lemieux. You know, he's not even Barkoff down in Florida. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just it's just appalling that they looked the other way and he could have he could have basically ended the career of that player.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So granddad has in the entire history of the NFL, I would say number one is the undefeated Patriots, but it's also another one, the Patriots, just because they've been in so many recently, but I just looked at the list and I would say Philadelphia, that Philadelphia team that beat the Patriots as well. They weren't a very, they had a backup quarterback with foals and just overachieved. Um, should not have won that Super Bowl either. So the Pats, the Pats probably have the two worst losses in the Super Bowl just based on some of the talent that they had versus the teams that they played. So that would be my two picks on that. Um, thank you for joining. Uh, Granddad, you've been great. Kenny, thank you for joining. Uh, LaFlox, LaFlox. Hopefully your kid gets better. Thank you for joining. Yes. Want to thank Paul Rogers for joining us tonight. Providence Pirates, check them out. Pirates.ABA. Uh, aba dot com Ron is that the correct website
0: uh, I can put it up for you right now
1: so yeah piratesaba.com. check them out uh, because they're doing great things in Providence in Rhode Island a lot of sponsorships a lot of good things there so, and they've been great to work with and the Pats are one of the best franchises of all time um, Ron I'll see you uh, Monday with your hockey picks so your top five for your hockey so check that Absolutely. out what's unfolded um, Kenny we expect your basketball as well on Monday. Um, everybody out there, you guys have a great night. Thanks for joining Ron. Have a great night fans. Peace. Have a good night, everybody.